Welcome to Transmissions Alt Mode, where we talk about all news, comics, and media related to the Transformers. On this episode, we speculate on the future of Hasbro's entertainment strategy, a new Transformers VR game is now available, and Transformers Earthspark gets a new teaser trailer, or two. Today is Friday, September 9th, 2022, and this is episode 302, Transmissions Alt Mode. Welcome to Transmissions Alt Mode, the podcast that hopes Artemis finally launched by the time this podcast is online. I'm your host, Charles, a.k.a. Big C, and I'm joined by the excellent Transmissions team. Scott, the illustrious Dr. Pants. Hello, everyone. And Daryl, the Cybertronian Beast. Cheers, everyone. <laughs> Let's talk Transformers. <laughs> Daryl didn't get the memo that he should not be drinking or eating on camera. <laughs> oh, I gotta find another place to do it. Why not now? <laughs> As always, we start off the show by thanking our Donatrions, those lovely people who support us on Patreon and PayPal. Thank you all so much for continuing to help us out and keep the show going. We really appreciate it. If you're not already a Donatron and would like to become one, just go to transmissionspodcast.com slash support, and that's where you can sign up. Uh, yeah, you get some perks, uh, get some out- access to some exclusive shows, and uh, are entered into our monthly contests automatically. So lots of cool things to get if you become a Transmissions Donatron. So, uh, one of the things, uh, one of the exclusive shows that we have for our Donatrons is the show hosted by these two guys. Uh, was it Daryl and, and me, Dr. Pants down there? Yeah. Uh, we like big bots, and that's coming. The second episode of that show is coming this Monday, September 12th. This is uh this is a show we only do on YouTube, so it's not a, not in our audio feed, but it's on our YouTube through our uh, Patreon page. So if you are a Donatron, that's how you get access because uh, it's very visual because it's all about big bots. And uh, this week, I think it's the biggest bot of all that you guys are talking about. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> well, it's got to be Unicron. It's the biggest <laughs> bot, isn't it? Yes. Must yeah. Must be Unicron. Yeah, that was a, that was a really great setup there, Charles. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, we talk all about Unicron. Show up a couple of Unicron toys because be, between the two of us, we have some stuff. Some yep. stuff. We're the, we have toys, so you know <laughs> we got some. Yep, yeah, we got some. We talked about some in uh, the regular show too, but uh, you know, but yeah, check that out. It, it's always a lot of fun to talk with Daryl about toys, and honestly, it's just a lot of fun because we just like to. We just like to talk about it and say, hey, look how cool this thing is. Look how big it is. Because we, we have love... a lot of fun talking about these these big bots. Right. We love big bots and we cannot lie. <laughs> Hopefully, Sir Mix-a-Lot does not sue us. <laughs> I've seen what other people have done with that. I'm pretty <laughs> sure he's okay with it. <laughs> And uh, in the uh, free feed of Empire of Rust this Monday, we've got the next episode. So 
the bonus episode came out for Donatrons this week. Uh, that was episode 84. The Custabot is always right. And now the regular version of episode 84 will be out in the Empire of Rust free feed. That is at transmissionspodcast.com slash rust. And that will also be out Monday, September 12th. So look forward to that for all of our Empire of Rust listeners. Our Transformers live play RPG podcast. The first and only Transformers live play RPG podcast. Uh, that is run by, of course, our awesome producer and editor, Mike. All right, let's uh, get into alt mode, and we will start off with some comics news. All right, so uh, we just have uh, one bit of comics news this week. Uh, So this is from the uh, Japanese. uh, They do uh, manga for their tour releases, and this one is by uh, Hayato Sakamoto, and uh, this is for the Transformers Legacy Speedia 500. You can see it's a two-page comic featuring uh, all the toys there. You can see uh, Road Rocket Blur, Dia Burnout, Road Hauler in the front. You've got Scourge and Clampdown and Override in the back there. Uh, also uh, being cheered on by uh, by Swerve and um, Night... Is that Nightbird there? And we've got... Uh, Lift ticket in the background there, and Devastator. Even Devastator is watching. I guess he's uh, he's watching his uh, his former friend Road Hauler and and cheering him on. And of course, Cosmos is there waving the uh, the flag to start the race there. And it looks like Cosmos is doing the announcement too. So yeah, it's a cool uh, uh, the artwork is really awesome for this uh, by Hayato Sakamoto. Hayato Sakamoto. <laughs> And featuring all the uh, the Speedy 500 toys. So this is very cool. I think uh, he was the one who did all the artwork for the current or the previous like Legends comic too. Yes, yes. I I do love that Nightbird is dressed up like a Japanese kind of racing girl. <laughs> like like no one else is dressed up at all, but she's wearing clothes to be like a stereotypical like Japanese race girl. I think that's kind of fun. Just a nice mm-hmm. little spin on that. Yeah, so, uh, and I believe these comics are usually, uh, someone in the fan community will translate them uh, in a few weeks, so we should have the English translation uh, relatively soon, but uh, for that right now, enjoy that artwork. Or, if you can read Japanese, <laughs> enjoy the story too. So, there you go. Okay, that's all our comics news, and we'll move on to Transformers Media News. All right, and in media news this week, we're going to start off with some super exciting businessy business news uh, because everyone likes to learn about uh, Hasbro business, uh, you know, dealings through uh, you know through us because we are uh, graduates of business business school. Um, <laughs> so what? Uh, <laughs> The um the first topic we have unfortunately Jeremy's not here to 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 help us out with the business stuff but we'll, that's we'll right make it Jeremy through. would be our businessy <laughs> business guy um but uh, the first topic we have is the Hasbro is is reevaluating its entertainment plans um so if you uh have been following Hasbro has been you know 
in the business of making movies in the last little while. And they've got, uh, you know, GI Joe under the belt, under their, under their belt. They've got a Dungeons and Dragons movie coming out. Um, and, uh, you know, a slew of Transformers movies that, uh, you know, have been made, uh, you know, to varying degrees of success. Um, the, uh, so what they've done is, is because of, uh, a couple of different things. Uh, the COVID-19 uh, pandemic uh, wreaked a lot of havoc on the Hollywood box office and uh, un- the unfortunate passing of the Hasbro c- CEO, Brian Goldner, uh, are basically the, the main causes of their, of their reevaluation. Um, they are, are looking to uh, um, uh, take some of the in- existing staff at it, at E1. So that is another uh, entertainment property that they, they uh, acquired a number of years ago, um, which uh, we always like to point out is how Hasbro, uh, you know, acquired Def Jam records, which I believe they have now gotten rid of. They, they passed that on to somebody else. Not not Def Jam, Death Row. Oh, Death Row. (laughs) That's that's West Coast, not East Coast. It's West Coast. Sorry. 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 (laughs) Sorry, everybody. Sorry. Uh, um, this is why but, we need uh, Jeremy. He knows. He does know it all. Yeah. The um, so they they've taken on uh, take the existing staff from E1, and they're going to uh, redirect it to the branded entertainment, uh, um, and shut down work on on projects like Yellow Jackets and Designated Survivor. Um, so they're they're looking to rejigger a lot of their their stuff. Um, the uh. There's something here about also saying that uh, um, there Hasbro ha- has uh, or had a five-year agreement with Paramount Pictures. So if you if you knew uh, the Transformers movies have all been through Paramount, um, this uh, this deal with Paramount is coming to an end at the end of 2022. So uh, they would have to reevaluate their partnership on whether to extend or let it go and. Uh, there's a lot of things at play here that, that have kind of made this uh, decision to kind of reevaluate. Um, it just kind of all, all is kind of coalescing into one uh, kind of decision to, to bring everything back into their house and, and, and kind of, you know, um, yeah, reevaluate the entire, the entire process. So, We'll see in the next little while what uh, what Hasbro decides to do with their reevalu with their uh, with their entertainment uh, division. Um, but uh, there's uh, you know there's still plans for the, the Dungeons and Dragons movie to come out uh, because it's done, uh, and then Transformers <laughs> uh, the the Transformers uh, Rise of the Beast movie is also done and it's coming out. So um, so you know but- there's no worries about those. But Daryl, no media conglomerate would completely scrap a movie that was completely done, would they? And just never bring it out, not even like even stream it or or sell it anywhere. That's that seems crazy. Never. It seems like a waste of money. Yeah, they would never <laughs> ever do something like that. Um, with this, I mean, that <laughs> kind of brings me into the next uh, the next thing where we talk about Rise of the Beasts a bit, um, where. Hasbro and their movie properties uh, differ from, say, uh, you know, let's just say, for example, 
in quotes, the aforementioned Batgirl movie. Um, <laughs> uh, Hasbro's movie properties are generally tied to toys. So um, this next story that we're talking about is uh, has to deal with the Hasbro and Param- Paramount. Uh, they are both attending the brand licensing uh, Europe Expo uh, for this year, which will take place in September um, this month. So uh, the 20th of September uh, of this year, and that's in, uh, in London, England. Um, this is uh, an expo where uh, Hasbro is uh, likely to show off a lot of uh, toys that are going to be coming up for the uh, the coming year, the coming um, uh, sales quarter, uh, maybe the sales year, but um, and, and showing them off for businesses to 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 take a take a look at them for for purchase and, and uh, that kind of stuff. They are going to uh, highlight uh, their sustainable packaging. Um, and uh, and that kind of stuff, where we've we've seen a lot of that already with uh, with the, the the no plastic boxes and, and that kind of stuff. Um, Hasbro and Paramount are also sponsors of this event, uh, so they will be featured as one of the largest booths on the floor. Um, this has been uh, you know uh, something that they've done uh, quite a lot in the past. Uh, Twenty sixteen, uh, the Hasbro showcased uh, a lot of character art for Transformers: The Last Night. Uh, which uh, was uh, which opened um, the the next summer, and then in 2018 uh, they displayed content for Transformers Bumblebee, which uh, which came out uh, that that all came out that same year. Um, so the Rise of the Beast we all know has been delayed until 2023. Uh, so we fully expect to see something uh, with regards to Rise of the Beast at this licensing expo. Um, and uh, we don't know what it's going to be. It might be toys. Uh, I more, I think more in line with what it might be with regards to the 2016 show. We might see uh, character art, uh, something like that. But uh, you know, um, you know, we've seen some some toys already. Like we've seen those leaked toys that come out for for the Rise of the Beast stuff. They're all like you know the small Commander class kind of stuff. Uh, or the whatever they call the uh, core class. I guess it's core class kind of stuff. I guess that's what they're calling the small stuff now. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll likely see a lot more of that uh, if they do bring toys. But there's no there's no information on what exactly they're going to be showing off at this licensing app. So we'll know uh, once it's over though. So September the twentieth um, is uh, is the date of the show, and uh, yeah, we'll have uh, we'll have two booths to kind of keep our eye on the Hasbro and the Paramount booth. What's a, what, one thing that surprised me about all this is like how prominent Peppa Pig is in, throughout this stuff. Like Peppa, I see Peppa Pig everywhere. I didn't know Peppa Pig was such a big thing. Like Peppa Pig's Peppa been Pig around. Peppa Pig is my- huge yeah. right now, man. <laughs> huge. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, when before I had my son, I could give two shits about Peppa Pig. <laughs> um, but now that the kid is like, he's like eighteen months old. That's all that's on in the house right now. If I am, if he's napping, I get the chance to watch something else. If he's not napping, fucking Peppa Pig is on, right? Is it, like, is it really that bad though? I'm sure Peppa Pig is, is rich in lore and lessons <laughs> to learn. And I am so sick of that stupid family. It's ridiculous. <laughs> what like Peppa Pig's been around for a while though, because Peppa Pig oh, yeah. was around when when my kids were little. They're all you know, they're all teenagers now, and they watch Peppa Pig as little kids. So I didn't, I didn't know Peppa Pig is like 
somehow the the stealth goat for for entertainment one <laughs> it's crazy it's absolutely nuts that's if you yeah. can get something to get hook hook your claws into like little kids like little little kids you're set you are mm-hmm. absolutely set it's insane how how big peppa pig is nuts yep. so yeah crazy peppa pig is is they've like i think there's a movie i think there's a peppa pig movie coming that's there might already be one (laughs) (laughs) there might already be one that came out and they're maybe making another one i don't know i I have no idea (laughs) don't quote me on that i I i'm not i'm not versed in the peppa pig universe the peppa big multiverse Uh, the movie has been delayed until 2023, but there is a movie. Mm. All right. See, it's also done. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, moving away from business and into video games, which uh, we do have a video game expert on the show, Dr. Pants, or not just video games, games in general, I should say. <laughs> Let's not throw the term expert around too too <laughs> too much here. We do count ourselves at Nerdstradamus as filthy casuals, but I might know a thing or two. Uh, first up, Renegade Game Studios has, of course, shown off the Transformers deck building Dawn of the Dinobots expansion. This is up for pre-order. We've got some info on it. Uh, it will be $30, and it comes with a limited-time bonus pack if you pre-order it. Excuse me, pre-order it that will include Snarl and Razorclaw. Um, these are main deck cards, you know, characters to play as and everything. If you've got the deck building game, this just adds more cards to it, more characters to play as. Um, the whole thing about it is the Dinobot facing off against Shockwave and Devastator. And it is coming with a giant-sized card, the first one in the series yet, that is a combiner and a really, really big card. So that's kind of cool that it's um, throwing an extra little loop in there with it, but... Uh, once again, you do need the original deck building game to play this, but it is 30 bucks. It comes with 60 player cards, five oversized character cards, the Devastator card, some standees, rule book, some tokens, that kind of thing. Uh, we did play this on the Transmissions channel. Uh, Charles, myself, Jeremy, and Mike all got a chance to play through the original base game. And uh, if you're curious about it, you can go check out that video because we basically go through the whole game on what it's like. It can be cooperative. Or competitive, but uh, I, this looks cool, and I, I wish my friends played the deck-building game. I really, <laughs> or played these kinds of games in general, because I had a lot of fun playing the game with you guys, and it was it was, it was was complicated, but once you kind of got into it, it flowed, and I really, really enjoyed it. And I, I love the Dinobots, and I love Devastator. It's like a no-brainer. No-brainer. But aside from that, into the world of video games, we have... The official trailer for Transformers Beyond Reality VR game. This is a virtual reality game. This is exclusive to PlayStation VR, and it's already out. It came out September 1st for $20. Uh, Now, the game is you play as a human, a recruit for the Autobots, where you go through and you help them fight the Decepticons while following around with them. Uh, This looks absolutely insane. The scale is kind of nuts because you're you're a human fighting alongside the Transformers, so you feel really small, but you get to look around at everything happening around you. 
Uh, the designs look like the evergreen designs, so very G1-esque. It could be a lot of fun. Uh, I would really like to try it. I don't have a VR, but I have someone I can mooch a VR off of. So, <laughs> um, maybe if I slip them a 20, I'll be like, let me play this a little bit so I can talk about it. It'd be great if well, I could record it, too. <laughs> <laughs> the game is $20, so you'd be you'd be basically offsetting the whole cost of the game for, <laughs> for just the I, taste. I, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, no, no, no. I'd stay there until I beat it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not just getting a taste. It's like, here, let me play this for a little while and beat this game, and then I'll leave your house. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. It, it looks kind of cool. Uh, for some reason, I thought it was going to be based on the movie stuff and not like the evergreen, more G1 style designs, but it looks pretty cool. And for 20 bucks, that's not bad. Most Most retail games are 60. You just gotta have a VR to do it. A PlayStation that VR. Was that uh, mm-hmm. that was the game that we were talking about before? That um, I don't think you liked Charles because it you didn't get to play as a Transformer. You you just you were stuck as you. Like yeah, I don't want to be me. I want I yeah. want to be no. I, that be that's that yeah. That that's that's my that's still a complaint for me. So yeah, I mean this does. This looks interesting, but yeah, I mean, it, it it does look to be like it's on rails, so you're just, you know, kind of moving forward, and yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't want to watch Optimus Prime and Megatron fight. I want to be Optimus Prime or Megatron. I I agree with you um, 100%, Charles. That is how I would rather it happen, but um, it seems like with a lot of virtual reality games, we haven't hit, like, where it sh- where we expect it to go, and it's very much kind of a a gimmicky kind of game mm-hmm. set up anymore. Like you get these cool shooters, but they're all on rails. Like you never really get a truly like immersive experience. And if you do, it's like tacked onto a game that wasn't VR to begin with. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this looks fun. And like I said, it's cheap. 20 bucks is 20 bucks. It's not much for a game. So um, it might be yeah. worth a shot. If you've got a PSVR, check it out. Maybe something for you. All right. Uh, so next up, uh, we've got uh, a couple of new trailers for the Transformers EarthSpark show. Uh, so these are uh, these are really quick. They're just you know showing on social media. So Paramount's been putting them out on social media. This show will be premiering on Paramount Plus in the fall. So you can see here, this is uh, one of the trailers that's just on their Twitter feed, uh, streaming this fall. And uh, then we have the other trailer is on Instagram. And so you can see here with the, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I'm kind of not a fan of the super skinny trailers that are, you know, just for or social media. Put them up on YouTube so you can like see the full frame. But, you know, they do have them on YouTube, but they're on YouTube shorts. So it's like they're also these skinny, like, you know made for your made for your phone not for like an actual screen so <laughs> there you go i mean um, i can't complain about it too much because we throw shorts up all the time but for trailers that's bull crap just turn your make it so we can turn our <laughs> phone sideways and watch it this, yeah this is not how we're gonna watch a show go 90 man <laughs> r.i.p <laughs> oh. uh, all right well uh 
going back to uh, old media way back in the day. So remember Transformers, the movie, the 1986 <laughs> movie, not the 2007 movie. Uh, so Chris McFeely at, at TF Nation uh, did a panel on the original draft written by uh, Ron Friedman for Transformers, the movie. So this is the first draft. This was apparently, uh, let me, I've got some stats here at, at the very end of, uh, of his. So he put all this information up on Twitter, but it, uh, I think we're still waiting for the video to come out of TF Nation that shows this whole panel. But uh, they did, they went through the whole script and then had people do some artwork to match some of the scenes in the script. Uh, so it's a very interesting, um, you know, and he talks about how the script was 219 pages. Uh, this is the original script turned in uh, uh, basically there was written between August and September of 1984. Uh, and the first 132 pages were turned in in November. And then the completed script was handed in in February, 1985. And of course this was the, this first draft of the script, uh, Flint Dilly declared it incoherent and wrote his own screenplay in a week called The Secret of Cybertron. And Flint Dilly has talked about this. He actually talked about it when, he, when we interviewed him a few years ago. Uh, he talked about The Secret of Cybertron and, and uh, what the story was. But he sadly la lost that script, and it's never resurfaced. So we still have no idea what was actually in The Secret of Cybertron script. He did mention that, I think, at the, the climax with Cybertron transforming. Um, but uh, we don't really have any more information. But... Uh, then in 19, March of 1985, uh, Flint Dilly and uh, the other folks at Sunbow took Friedman's uh, first draft and then made it into the real Transformers, the movie script. Um, so it's it's really interesting. If uh, you know, I'm not going to go through everything on this, this Twitter thread here, but the interesting things I, I saw was um, like the characters. It starts off, you've got Hot Rod, you've got Magnus. But he's not Ultra Magnus, he's just Magnus. And then you've got the, the old character is Tanker, uh, not Cup. He's a, he turns into a tank, uh, but he's, he's, the, he's basically Cup. He's the old guy who's, you know, the, the old warrior. RC is a field medic. And then Wheeljack is also a main character. And, and Wheeljack is like the engineer. And he's, he's actually kind of like a, a, a male chauvinist. And he's always like denigrating rc rc is like this this awesome field medic and is is patching everything up and fixing things but wheeljack is like oh you're just a girl you don't know how to do anything and it, it's it's got this weird sexist dynamic between rc and wheeljack but then by the end of the movie wheeljack realizes how indispensable rc is and and you know that they have this little mini back and forth which is weird um but the rest of the script, surprisingly, a lot of what's in here is what you see in Transformers the movie. Like a, a lot of it is is morphed and changed, but it's it's a lot of a lot of stuff that uh, that eventually makes it into the original movie. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll uh, we'll put a link in the show notes to Chris McFeely's Twitter thread. You can go through it. But and uh, you had a lot of artists, uh, some some of our modern artists doing uh, artwork here. One thing. Um, in the middle of the movie, there's a, there's a, a section where Optimus Prime and the Autobots are getting, are sending reinforcements by train. They're all transformed into vehicle mode and being hauled on this train. And then the Decepticons are like, they, they do it on purpose to draw the Decepticons in to attack them because the Decepticons don't know that the train is actually a transformer that then will also transforms and like has superpowers and blasts through all the Decepticons and transforms into a giant snake. 
So uh, uh, that, uh, you know, then, you know, fights all the Decepticons. Um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. Uh, they, Megatron does turn into Galvatron. Uh, you have these human characters who, like, there is a Daniel, but he's not Spike's son. He's the son of this, uh, this uh, computer programmer, Ellen Prentice. And then there's another, like, uh, military character who the kid looks up to, but Ellen doesn't like him because, like, he's, he draw the, the guy, the guy is kind of a, an Indiana Jones type. And, uh, that, that, that she, he puts her kid in danger because he wants to be like him. So it's a rusty, it's a here. He's a Daniel hero worships rusty, but Ellen's not a fan of the Colonel. She'd much prefer Daniel focus on his studies, you know? Oh, mom. <laughs> always, you always want me to stay home and be boring and not go on an adventure, you know? So. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's a fun, uh, look at the origins of Transformers, the movie and, you know, what, where the original ideas come from and how much changed and how much was actually preserved from that original draft. Uh, so it's, it's just an interesting, uh, look at, at what was going on there. And I hope, uh, the video from TF Nation comes up at some point so we can actually see the whole discussion, um, and they said they're going to put the whole script online at some point, so you can actually see this. I, I don't, I don't know if you have the stomach to go through two hundred and some odd pages of this script, but uh, it definitely uh, was interesting. I've read worse. <laughs> <laughs> I've read many more pages of worse things. <laughs> you ever read Pride and Prejudice? That book sucks. <laughs> <laughs> That whole thing is fascinating. I and I I agree with a lot of people online. Like, why did they cut the train snake robot? That would have been amazing. And his name was Rails, I think. Yes, yes. I, mm, so cool. I just I loved it. And the fact that Magnus was basically like it looked like Orion Pax. Yeah. Like, well, I he, think I think the artwork is all like interpreted artwork so it's not like the original concept art but the one the one interesting thing is like when when optimus prime dies and his his uh his his life force like it's not there's not even the the matrix is not like this object it's just like optimus prime's life force and it's given to magnus and when it's given to magnus he goes from magnus to ultra magnus when he becomes a leader so right. there that was that was interesting to see uh see how that was uh, that was worked in and eventually that that concept of optimus prime's life force being transferred eventually became the matrix of leadership so it's it's also interesting to see how like i mean of course i mean animation takes a couple of years to produce but you have the script being written in 1984 before even the show started and uh you know all like nothing nothing had aired on tv None of the, I mean, the toys were just, the first toys, wave of toys were just coming out. They're already, in the script, in this script, they're already planning to kill off Optimus Prime. They're like, yeah, we're going to discontinue his toy in a couple of years. So we're all going to, we're going to kill him off. Um, So it's, it's just interesting. Yeah. It, it is, especially because like, I mean, the whole series was based off what, a four episode miniseries. That's what the first, yeah, the first little three bit Three episodes. Is. Oh, three, three episodes. episodes. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. It's just, no, it's fascinating to get a behind the scenes look at this and, um, I love how close it is to like the what the movie we got. It's just interesting to see what could have been. Yeah, 
when the whole thing was just like coming out on Twitter and everything, I was following it and I'm like, wow, this is, this is fascinating. But <laughs> I, I kind of want to read that script. I really kind of do just to see how close it was overall. Mm-hmm. And also to see how bad was Wheeljack portrayed in the movie. <laughs> Cause it sounds like they made him a bit of a dick. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be interested in a couple things. Um, uh, just the, um, the, the, the snake train um, with, with regards to it being cut, the idea that it transforms into a snake when they already had a perfectly good train combiner to, to use, they could have just ported over rail racer or not rail racer, sorry, Raiden uh, to, uh, to, to use uh, as a train combiner. He was, he already existed. So they could have just used him, you know, Hmm. he was, you know, um, and then the, uh, um, the other one was, and this is a question I've had for a long, long time. And I think I asked Bob Budiansky it, you know, back when like 2011 or something like that, when I first started going to conventions, but I've always wanted to know when, the the name like the names of characters started getting uh, military connotations so optimus prime was never the name prime was never given a, a military you know rank right it was just his name you know he mm-hmm. was just the leader he was prime and the then you get ultra magnus so and i think i think ultra is his kind of his rank. Um, and then you've got, uh, you know, you, there's, there might be one more, but prime's the perfect example because when the show started uh, or whatever, whenever they first started writing the comics, they had no idea that, that they were going to start using these, you know, these names as, as, you know, ranks. So Optimus prime was just prime. And then they kind of fell into that and started using Prime as this military rank. So were they using that in the same kind of connotation for the for the movie? Uh, you know, and and because you have Magnus in the movie, and that just is how it kind of reminded me of that, because you know, making him ultra Magnus kind of give his gives him his souped up mode, right? Um, when he gets the you know, the life essence. Um, you know because that kind of uh, answers a question as to why when Magnus gets the matrix in the movie, why nothing happens to him. Right. That's always mm-hmm. been a question because hot rod gets it and he becomes, you know, you know, Rodimus prime Magnus gets it. He, nothing happens to him. Fucking scourge gets it in season three and he gets all mutated. Right. Like, you know, there's, there's something happens to everybody that gets it except for Magnus, but you know, why? So, you know, I mean, we're looking into a cartoon that, you know, is, that's 40 years old, but, you know, there's always been these kind of questions as far as like, when did the ranking, you know, the, the military rank name, you know, change happen? And, um, you know, yeah, so that'd be interesting to see if there was a conscious decision that that, you know, that change made, or if it was just like, oh, well, this is just a convenient kind of, you know, uh, serendipitous name that we have for our leader. Let's just use the name Prime as a 
as a rank. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think at least my my speculation, and this this may or may not be true, but my speculation is that it was not represented as a rank until like i mean even with with in the movie when you have hot rod becoming rodimus prime that's not in that that first script draft like hot rod is like the he's he leads the uh, he be i guess he like is the last last bot standing at the end to lead to lead the autobots but he does not he does not like get the essence or turn into hot into rodimus prime or anything um Mm -hmm. so my sense Mm -hmm. is that that was that rodimus prime was the first time that prime became a rank i mean it even seems like you know they're just saying well hot rod's grown up so optimus we got optimus prime guess rodimus prime that makes sense right i mean that's yeah uh, and then i think later on like in the comics simon Furman created the like lineage of primes where you had prima prime nova sentinel prime and then right. optimus prime that was like a couple of years later and that was all that was started in the comic so i think that's when you first have the sense that it's actually a ranking or a title that's can that's passed down through the matrix uh so i'm gonna i'm gonna give simon Furman the credit for uh for you know creating at least okay. you know i think f- the answer that setting that Udiansky gave when i asked him this back in 2011 was that he never came up with the name Optimus Prime, so he didn't really, you know, think about that. And um, and I don't remember if he said anything about, you know, Rodimus Prime being, you know, a name he came up with. But um, but yeah, he he just kind of, I think he just dismissed the question as being, you know, Optimus Prime wasn't a name I chose, so it, you know, I just kind of, you know, went with what I what what I had. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. well, that's fine, but. Yeah, I don't remember getting a real definitive answer out of him with regards yeah. to that one. Yeah, I believe it was, a, a, according to legend, Denny O'Neill was the one who came up with Optimus Prime before the treatment got to Bob Budiansky, So I asked him about, I asked Denny O'Neill about that when I talked to him. Hmm. I was going to say, in terms of like the Matrix, like changing people, I mean, you can make the argument that it didn't start changing anyone until it was opened, like hot, like when hot rod gets it and uses and then starts to open it, that's what affects him. And the title Rodimus prime was given to him by the ghost of Optimus. So, <laughs> um, also, uh, they actually couldn't use the train bots because the train bot molds were not released until the headmasters were a thing. Oh, okay. So they could not actually use Raiden hmm. Cause they didn't have, they didn't have it for transformers at the time. Interesting. It wasn't released in Japan until then? Well, uh, I'm not finding a release date, but it says that the molds were not released until Headmasters. So I'm actually wondering if that means that um, the di- like um, they were not able to use the molds from Diaclone until Headmasters was out. So okay. the train the train bot uh, Diaclone figure might have been out before that, but I don't think they could use it for Transformers until then. Oh, so. uh, okay. That's mm. the way they make it sound. Is there was some reason that they weren't able to use it before that? So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that's the reason that we don't okay. just get the trains. I mean, you could make the argument that there were other combiners that could have shown up and done something, but I mean, that's the biggest argument for the movie, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but whatever. 
But I mean, I, I think you know, given the fact that the you you know how early this the script was turned in, I mean, that's that's the re- like the the movie production and the TV show production were on parallel tracks, so you couldn't some a lot of the stuff that you had in the TV show you couldn't get into the movie uh, just because of the you know they had, it hadn't been worked out on, on the show side and hadn't been migrated into the I, I'm I'm kind of surprised like I, I if you look at the um like you in the movie you get that De- De- like Devastator and the Dinobots showed up in season one in the Insecticons and then like you you get like the Seekers and uh the Triple Changers and that's about it for season two like you know you don't get a whole lot of bots for season two other than that and I think maybe you get like I think grapple in a background shot somewhere oh i guess blaster blaster is blaster perceptor uh, yeah. season two um I was, i'm trying to think of like who else you see in that movie was wind charger season two or season one he's season one he's season one okay okay my 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 knowledge of debuts is is very limited i'm i'm, I'm gonna trust you to know charles <laughs> <laughs> i mean i can tell you by toys which which were season one and season two but okay. uh yeah yeah, I can't. Uh, they may not de- may not have been in the movie though. <laughs> yeah, well, well, that, and I'm thinking like there's not a lot of Autobots in the movie who aren't new. It's a lot no. of Decept- yeah. it's a lot of Decepticons who are the older ones mm-hmm. that we get. Mm-hmm. But yeah, hmm. yeah. You, I mean, you get the Conehead Seekers, the Triple Changers, Blaster and Perceptor. And Blaster's tapes were never in the in season two. They Blaster's tapes don't show in the cartoon until season three. So his tapes debuted in the movie. When did Devastator uh, debut? Because he's a season, season two to- toy. Yeah, but he's season one. He's yeah. the last episode of season one. Was Devastator? Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah. Um, but for the Decepticon Triple Changers, don't we only see in the movie? I think Blitzwing and Astro Train. Like we never see Octane, right? Yeah, Octane didn't show up until season three of the cartoon. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Alright. So. Hmm. Anyway, yeah, go check out the Twitter thread. We'll we'll link to it in the show notes uh, if you're curious. And and hopefully TF Nation will put out that video soon. Here's open. All right. Uh so that's it for media news, and we will move on to convention news. Okay, uh, one bit of convention news. Uh, we've got another announcement for TFCon Chicago, and that's October 21st to 23rd in Chicago. <laughs> and uh, Susan Blue, Sue Blue, is going to be at TFCon Chicago. So, of course, she is the voice of RC in several uh, generations of Transformers show. Of course, G1, uh, we just talked about Transformers the movie. She uh Made that role uh, famous in R- as RC in Transformers the movie, and in season three of the cartoon. Uh, later on, she reprised that role for Transformers Animated. She was also the voice director for Beast Wars, uh, and was she? All, I think also Transformers Animated. So, or um, so, yeah. She so she's uh, done a lot of work in Transformers. Uh, yeah, so she right was on the picture. You got that. yeah. I <laughs> voice director. <laughs> Beast Wars, Beast Machines, and Transformers Animated. Yes, so yeah, awesome. Yeah, I, I met uh, Susan Blue at Bot- Botcon 2014 several years ago, and I got a lot, got a couple pictures with her, pictures with her and David K. That was that was very cool. So 
Yeah, nice. if you have a chance to to talk to her, meet her, get some stuff signed, I'd say take advantage of it. So, yeah. Hmm. All right, TFCon in a, just a little little bit less than two months coming soon. All right, and uh, that takes us to the end of this episode of Transmissions Alt Mode. Uh, we all, as always, we give a shout out to our masterpiece Donatrions at the end of every episode of a Transmissions podcast. So, uh, again, these are our Donatrions who contribute at the highest level uh, on the Patreon. So, we really appreciate them, and that's why we give them a shout out in every episode. So, thank you once again to John Forex Levengood and Demon Tech eighty two, who really appreciate your support. And Dr. Pants, thank you for joining us again. And why don't you tell everyone where they can find your stuff online? Well, as always, it is a blast and a pleasure to be here. You can find me and my friends doing the Nurstradamus thing at nurstradamus.com and youtube.com slash nurstradamus. Our main outlet is, of course, our YouTube page where we post all our videos. We stream. It's mostly gaming, but we do a lot of nerdy stuff. We do music videos. Uh, we do like some comedy bits and whatnot. We just like to have fun. Um, we are self self proclaimed filthy casuals, so don't expect any like you know god tier gaming here. But we do like to have fun. Um, so uh, check us out, and hopefully we'll be back to normal with streaming. It's been a little slow lately. Um, life is hard. That is that is what I will say. Life can be hard, but uh, we'll get back to it and check us out on Wednesdays and Fridays with the streaming. It does get posted in the Transmissions Discord, so if you're not in that, join the Transmissions Discord. It's a blast. <laughs> and that's at transmissionspodcast.com slash discord. All right, uh, that'll do it for this episode of Transmissions Alt Mode. Thanks, everyone, for watching and listening. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. See ya. Later. Thank you for listening to this episode of Transmissions. If you'd like to join the conversation, travel to our Discord channel at transmissionspodcast.com slash discord. Want some cool transmission swag? Feast your eyes on our transmissions gear at transmissionspodcast.com slash shop. If you'd like to support our podcast, go to transmissionspodcast.com slash support or tell your friends about our show. We'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>